It's one of our smallest national parks. Is it worth a visit? We head to Congaree National Park in South Carolina. Plus, proper lubrication of weight distribution hitches, an update on that general RV situation, and a whole lot more. This is RV Miles. RV Miles is sponsored by L.L. Bean, dedicated to helping you experience all the benefits of time outside and stay more comfortable while you're out there. From soft and breathable activewear designed to do it all, to just right layers perfect for changing weather, to sun smart clothing that blocks the sun's harmful rays, every L.L. Bean product is made with comfortable time outside in mind. Visit LLBean.com to shop now. L.L. Bean, be an outsider. Welcome to episode 195 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, are crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. I wanted to kick off the show today with a question that we're seeing a lot right now as a lot of new campers hit the road, and it's always some version of this. Our weight distribution hitch is making an awful grinding or rubbing noise. Is there some sort of particular lubrication that we can use to help it not do that? <laughs> and uh, the answer is no. Uh, in general, uh, weight distribution hitches are all different. Um but the ones that are making the noise are usually this the the bar type hitch, which is what we have. And they those manufacturers recommend that you do not lubricate the bars, which are what's making the noise. Now, uh, you can lubricate where the bars attach generally, and you can lubricate the hitch ball. And we use white lithium spray grease but there are other options as well but i think you've TikToked about this haven't I, I you i have uh <laughs> but the reason that you don't want to lubricate those bars is that it's that friction that is stopping sway so if you add lubrication it's reducing the friction which is reducing the sway so some decent amount of grinding and rubbing and screeching noise and popping noises those are pretty common and normal for weight distribution hitches. Even but though. I could see how they would be an uncomfortable yeah, sound it's, because it's very it loud. It sounds like something's wrong. I for mean, sure. yeah. after all these years of having ours, yeah. sometimes it pops or grinds and I look at you and I say, well, that didn't sound so yeah, great. Yeah, and it but could be out of adjustment if it's like, if it is too much for sure. And and you might want to check that out. But a, a general amount of a sound is, is fairly normal. I also wanted to give an update on... Uh, Glacier National Park tickets for entry. And we we did a, a video on YouTube about all the different national parks that require uh, ticketed entry this year, either due to COVID or uh, just overcrowding in general, that this is sort of becoming a more common thing. And Glacier is requiring tickets to drive the going to the Sun Road, which is not only like one of the most spectacular things you can do in that park, but it also traverses the park so it, it it helps you get to certain destinations well you have to have tickets uh to take going to the sun road this year and they released tickets i believe on on may 3rd or something whatever that first monday was and they were sold out in minutes uh for uh for a couple months worth of tickets very quickly but if you have plans to visit glacier this year 
don't fret they are going to be releasing more this is the first time they've done this there so when the park road actually opens it's not open yet for the year because it it gets covered in snow and it's a, it's this really dramatic crazy thing for them to plow going to the sun road right they've these these plow drivers do some dangerous feats to get the snow off of that road once the road opens or which will be around june 1st they're going to assess how many drivers there are they've been conservative about the number of tickets they put out and they're going to add more tickets so if you do have plans to visit glacier this summer check back again on june 1st for tickets for going to the sun road it's a weird, weird year to visit some of these big national parks because they all have different requirements and it's confusing. I would love to go to Glacier, but I don't feel like this is the year for Glacier. <laughs> not for us. No. Not for us. Uh, and that's fine so that others can try to figure out how to get their tickets because, you know, there's this part of me listening to you that thinks, well, what if I've booked this trip? And like you said, there are places that you need going to the Sun Road to get to, point A to point B. What if I can't get tickets for that week that I'm there? And that's Does a, that whole thing just get scrapped? That's the situation that a lot of people are in. Now, if you do have reservations in the park for any sort of lodging, uh, your your tickets are included in that. So if you have camping or you're staying in a lodge within the park, you're all good. Speaking of, I wanted to quickly recap the roundtable discussion we had uh, the other night with ended up being from when we talked last week the guests changed a little bit we ended up with mark kep from uh campgroundviews.com damian ross from rootless living magazine and mark and julie bennett from rv love all talking with us about booking campsites this summer and what it's going to be like it was so much fun and you can it's still up on youtube yeah. you can go check check out that discussion but generally the everyone is in pretty much agreement that there are still plenty of campsites available that you just kind of have to be flexible. Well, Julie was able to make a ton of campground reservations across the country. Actually, that day, she did a little bit of research just to see what was out there so she could talk a little bit about it. And she was able to find spots all across the country. So there is still hope. I think it's just about adjusting maybe where you go. Not that you can't go. It's just that maybe it's not that big glacier trip yeah if this your, year. your trip if you said well we're going to visit glacier this summer this is what we're going to do maybe instead look for campgrounds at a range of destinations mm -hmm. and go wherever you can get the camping <laughs> i think that's what it what it comes down to and for us full-timers uh you know just change your route entirely based on that which is kind of what we've always done <laughs> it's a big wonderful world out there i promise it's beautiful all right we're gonna talk about congaree national park in a bit plus we're gonna have the answer to last week's brain teaser but right now it's time to take a break are your tires ready for spring and summer trips fmca has a tire savings program for members it's one of their most popular benefits fmca members tell us that they save literally hundreds per tire Purchase Michelin or Continental tires for passenger vehicles, light trucks, and RVs. FMCA is the world's largest nonprofit RV club, and you can visit FMCA.com to get tire quotes and lists of participating tire dealers. FMCA is running a membership promotion that is $60 for one year of membership or $50 for one year of renewal. With code one year, all one word, you can save 30% instantly. But hurry, this is a limited time offer and ends July 6th at midnight. 
The RV season is finally upon us, but the change of seasons also brings rain, mud, pollen, and other elements that you have to waste your time cleaning or worse that can end up damaging your vehicle. Whether you own a motorhome, a travel trailer, or a truck camper, EmpireCovers.com is here to help you protect all your vehicles against Mother Nature. EmpireCovers.com offers high-quality, affordable covers that are engineered to protect. Every cover comes with a free warranty to guarantee that it remains durable over time. RV Miles listeners can receive free shipping plus an extra 15% off their entire order. Visit EmpireCovers.com slash RVMiles or use the promo code RVMiles, all one word, at checkout. It's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. Although much water you see, by definition, desert fits me. In the winter, I double in size, but staying away is word for the wise. I am very windy. That is a clue. What am I? Good luck to you. And the answer was Antarctica. Antarctica. Ant- Antarc- <laughs> Antarctica. There's that extra C in there. It's like Connecticut. Yeah. We had to protect. Ant- we had to we had to practice that, and now look, we can't even speak. <laughs> and Antarctica is full of snow and ice, forms of water. It receives less than 10 inches of precipitation a year, which makes it a desert. In the winter, water freezes around it, doubling its size. And the extreme cold temperatures, of course, are deadly to humans in the winter. I bet no one's camping there. <laughs> I bet there is. They got the station down there. Right? Are people there year round? Probably. Uh, probably. I think you know what? It's probably even hard to find a campsite there. <laughs> All right. It's time to talk about Congaree National Park. This was interesting because it was a, uh, a park that we sort of visited without knowing a whole lot about in advance. Yeah. It is one of our smallest national parks in the country. I think it's like 57th out of 63. It was really surprising. I think that's the best way to start this off. We went in knowing very little about it, like you said, and then ended up having such a great time in the park that one of our kids actually declared this his favorite park. Yeah. Or one of his favorite parks ever. It's essentially uh, trees and swampland. It is the largest intact expanse of old growth Bottom bottomland hardwood forest remaining in the country, and they say perhaps the world. And uh, so, it, it is what you're getting is pretty trees, right? It's mm-hmm. a, it's an expanse of of pretty trees, and the ones that have like those knees that come out of the ground, as they call those them, those are so cool. They're uh, and they don't really know what they're for, which I always love that when there's like something scientific or or natural that they point you to, and they're like, yeah, we don't know what that is, but it's everywhere. You know. It's an opportunity to remind <laughs> us, to remind our kids that nature has so many secrets and there's so many things to still be discovered. And that's kind of what this park felt like a little bit. Now, I think part of the reason why our kids really liked this park was because of the particular trail that we did, which was this boardwalk trail. So immediately you're clued into the fact that we did not take them on any kind of moderate scrambling out into the backcountry kind of trail while we were there. We did a boardwalk trail, but it is spectacular. Yeah, because it's it, it, by necessity, the, this boardwalk trail rises you up above kind of lots of swamp water. Mm-hmm. And and um, we, we did a little experiment. We brought uh, a whole bunch of cameras. Uh, everyone had a camera. So the kids kind of did a, a photo safari, including like both of the... 
littlest ones using like my expensive cameras. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> they had a blast. They absolutely loved it. So we had sort of a plan for the day, but that changed rather abruptly as the kids were like, uh, we're really into this taking pictures of mm-hmm. things. So we have about a billion pictures of tree leaves. We do. Tree leaves and branches. And caterpillars. Caterpillars. And we had thought maybe we would try to do just a short family video. That's something we haven't really done in a long time. And we thought maybe we'd try to get back into it. I don't know if we have the material for it. I don't know either. <laughs> but but maybe we do because it would be nice to showcase the kids' work. They spent the whole day, not just like a half an hour. I mean, from the minute we walked into the park to the minute we left, we had kids with cameras in their hands. There is one main visitor center um, that was generally closed except for the store. Mm-hmm. Uh and it has a, a modest size, I think is the best term, parking lot. Mm-hmm. So big RV parking. There was a little bit of that happening, but probably too much of that happening. <laughs> I don't know that I recommend bringing your RV to this park. Yeah. And I say that because we watched several RVs come in because the parking lot is not designed with a natural turnaround. No, it's like you have to pull into a space and then back out of yes. it to go back out the other way. There's no second exit. No, it's a very traditional car parking lot. Yeah. And we watched several class C's. We watched a travel trailer come in and not be able to find parking and then try to navigate essentially a three-point turn. I did actually go and help the travel trailer individual because they couldn't see what was behind them. And they were coming very, very close to this truck. And I just thought they need an extra set of eyes. So I helped them navigate this. And it was a small trailer. I mean, you know, I can't imagine if we had brought our 38 foot trailer into that parking lot and then figured out. I mean, you would have had to just back straight out back into the main road. There's just no way you were turning around. So just a word to the wise, if you're traveling through this area and your only form of transportation is your RV, this might not be a feasible stop for you. Maybe they have more appropriate RV parking somewhere else in the park, but we did not see it. Well, there really is no like, there's no like road through the park. Mm-mm. It is not a place where you can get it, g- drive through and get a sense of it like a lot of parks are. It's essentially trails and waterways so you can either walk the trails or take a canoe or a kayak and that's really how you see this park yeah because you were looking for that drive out of the park experience like as we were leaving because you wanted to kind of extend our day and say well let's drive through the park on our way back to the campground and that just wasn't to be it is this small park that you come into and it's got its main features and it's got its main parking lot and its main picnic area and that's kind of how you experience it. So just something to think about as you plan your trip to Congaree. Yeah, so we did this boardwalk trail and it was beautiful and it was full of lots of wildlife. We saw butterflies, we saw turtles, we saw tons of caterpillars, though we didn't need to go there to see them because we're surrounded by them here. They <laughs> are building chrysalis on our clam. Yes, they are. They're, I mean, they're everywhere right now. So <laughs> there's a lot of caterpillars in this area of South Carolina. You know, one of the things we did not see 
which I was very glad about, is we did not see any kind of snakes. We were told there was one, and it was gone by the time we passed it. Yes, and she if she had just waited a hot second to bring that up, I would have been past that area. But she brought it up like right before I had to cross there, and I I booked it. I, I gave a solid run across that boardwalk. So uh, as Abby said, uh, this was Henry. Henry's Henry for whatever reason just fell in love with this place. Well, I think to him, and this is true because I felt it. So imagine being seven. It's huge. Those trees are yeah. so. Tall. I mean, there was a tree in the park that is 150 feet tall. So you have to imagine being seven and looking up at that and you have your camera and you're trying, you know, it was, I think for him, just such a visually strong experience. And this is a perfect time of year to visit this park. The weather is gorgeous. Spring has sprung. Everything is so green and so new. And I just, I think that he really liked how close he got to be to everything. Even though we were staying on that trail, it still feel it still felt really personal. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I loved it too. The the trees are are gorgeous for uh for this part of the country in particular. And uh, but in terms of like amount of time to visit, um you can definitely go to this park for a day. You could definitely spend a weekend and hike multiple trails, and especially if you're going to have a canoe or a kayak or something, you could really spend some time doing a bit of that. And that's something I would like to do is I think that this is a park that really, if you can experience it by water, it's just going to enhance your time there. I want to say, too, before we move on, that there is tent camping available in the park but I do not believe that there is any RV camping. Yeah, maybe, maybe they allow uh, small Class Bs or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's not it's a, something we yeah. really, we didn't look into that. So, you know, again, that could be an option for you if you want to look into it. But there is tent camping. And there are a few other trails in the park as well, besides the Boardwalk Trail. And they do all kind of uh, take off from one another. So even though we just did this one trail, and it was a good trail. I mean, it was about two Two and a half miles. miles, Yeah, Yeah, there is the opportunity that if you have a few days to give to the park, there are a few other trails very similar to that that are going to get you actually off the boardwalk and a little bit more into the forest. And so, and those can possibly also get you away from the crowds. Yeah. It wasn't crushingly busy, but it was busy. Yeah. Now, do I think this is like a week long vacation destination? Probably not for most people, but it would be a very good part of a visit um, to this part of the state for a few days, for sure. I think it was a lovely stop in between Asheville and on our way to Charleston. Yeah. And one more thing to, you know, we did the Junior Ranger program for any of you parents out there listening. It's a very traditional Junior Ranger program can probably easily be done if you have just one day to give to the park Or, you know, they also, because we didn't get there till late, because, you know, as we've been talking about lately, we don't go to parks until probably lunchtime or later in hopes of kind of escaping some of the bigger crowds. I don't know that that worked for us this particular time, but the ranger did let me take the booklets home and she did let me take the badges home. So we just finished them there so that the kids could really absorb the park. So don't be afraid to ask that if you can actually take the badge, because I know for a lot of full-time families, sending in the booklet and then having them mail you the badge is difficult. Sometimes it's just not even an option. 
But sometimes if you just explain to them, like, you know, we travel full time, I'd really like them to absorb this information. I promise we will do the pledge at home. They're very happy to accommodate that. And we stayed at a really interesting campground. <laughs> we did. Uh, this place was called Sweetwater Lake, and it was near the town of Orangeburg. And it it is virtually impossible to find on like Google Maps and stuff, and in the Garmin. And we it's... we had to ent- we had to find the address and enter the address. It's clearly someone's land, and, mm-hmm. and it's essentially grass that you park on. It almost felt like being at a harvest hose stop, except. You paid for it. You paid $35 a night. There, and... there were some sites that did have, uh, they, they, we had we had water and electric. There were some sites that had sewer. There was like mm-hmm. a pipe laying across the ground. And yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure, like, it didn't seem like there was a different in price for those. We just, Mm-mm. those were just taken up. I think those are 50 amp. There is that mm. sign. So what's really interesting about this place, too, I'm on the fence. <laughs> About this place. Well, I, uh, it, they were so nice because I actually called the number and boy, I had to do a deep dive just to find the number and they don't have a website or anything. You just go. It's first come first serve. Yeah. Go to Facebook. They have their information there. Even Campendium was just vague at best as to what was going on here. But I really wanted to go to this park for two reasons, because it was close to Congaree, and also it was pretty much right off the highway. Yeah, it was on our way. We needed just like two or three nights. Um, so I did call, and I did get a hold of someone, and I asked, you know, are you filling up first come, first served? It makes me a little nervous because we were coming in on a Friday, and she was great. She assured me that we shouldn't have an issue getting a spot. And we didn't. I don't know if it's the donkeys making so their have, sounds at two o'clock in the morning that are keeping people away. They have, the the campsites are right up against a fence that is a a, a donkey corral, and that's cool. Like they're, that's a, that give leans even more to the fact that it feels yes, like a harvest yes. house. And then, uh, but we were also parked right underneath power lines, and by power lines, I mean like legit the the massive like. You know, big towers with multiple power lines that you could actually hear going, uh, uh, which wasn't fine. I mean, we 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 couldn't hear it inside or no. anything like that. So, it, and then the other strange thing about this place is there's a sign out front that says "out of state residents only." Yes, which is yes. the first time we have ever seen that ever. Yeah, and I don't know if. That falls into issues with residency. Maybe, maybe. I have no idea. I mean, all uh, of the signs there are hand painted as well. Except for that one. (laughs) Except for that one. Then there's also, um, because it sits on a lake. It's called Sweetwater Lake Campground, if we haven't mentioned that yet. And it's on a lake. And they've got like a hammock over in one area that you could go and lay on. And then they have a seating area with a fire pit and they've made a a chair out of an old Ford like tailgate. And then there's a sign there that says, for stories about Sweetwater, text so-and-so and so-and-so and I'll come over and tell you a story. And that, like, I just had, I don't know, like X-Files sort of... (laughs) But it just, it had, I thought, who's going to come? Who is this person? I wanted to text just to see who was going to come over. And actually what it reminded me of 
was that episode of The Office where Jim and Pam go and stay at Dwight's B&B and he reads them a bedtime story. That's yes. That's exactly the the vibe. If you've seen this uh, this episode where Jim and Pam go (sighs) and they stay at at Dwight's B&B, it's a beet farm and they have this whole experience. This this is Sweetwater Lake. So, right, right there. But with all of these oddities and quirks, it's also like strangely really quaint and nice. Charming. It's just like Dwight's B&B <laughs> was charming. It, it, it was, was charming. It was actually a fairly enjoyable place to stay. Yes. And I would go back. And there were plenty of people coming in and out for one night. I can see that I think that's the majority of their campers. They're just yeah. pulling in. It's definitely being treated as a stopover on your way south through South Carolina. But, you know, we were only about a 40-minute drive from uh, Congaree. They do have a bathhouse. I cannot tell you what it looks like. I didn't go into it. They did have a dump station if you don't get one of the sewer hookup sites. But it was on the opposite it was side, on. Right? It's one of those dump stations that's on the wrong side of the yeah. RV, and you have to pull through one way. So you have to have a hose long enough to get underneath or around your rv yeah you know and it is only about 90 miles from charleston so it was a great stopover there's not much going on in orangeburg and clearly orangeburg is not well liked in the state of south carolina i mean when people heard we were nearby that our residents i think someone called it like the butt crack of south carolina which i thought was a little <laughs> it harsh was, it was perfectly i mean there was nothing wrong with it Plenty of fast food restaurants. and <laughs> Which is all you need, right? Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> I went grocery shopping. You know, it was all good. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really spend enough time in the town to really no. judge it one way or the other. But, it, you know, having a national park is pretty special. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right. That's our visit to Congaree. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll have a fresh tank, black tank, and the new brain teaser. Electrical surge protection is one of the cheapest insurance policies you can provide for your RV, and the Power Watchdog Smart Surge Protector, made by Hughes Auto Formers, beats the competition with field-replaceable surge modules. With other brands, when the surge protector takes a large surge or a spike, you have to throw it away. The Power Watchdog can be brought back to life with one small, affordable part you can replace yourself. They'll even give you a free surge module in the first two years and now have a limited lifetime warranty. Use the coupon code RVMILES, all one word, for 10% off your order at HughesAutoformers.com. That's code RVMILES for 10% off at HughesAutoformers.com. Travel season is upon us, and along with all the fun travel planning, you unfortunately have to plan for the not-so-fun stuff like an RV tire blowout. You're driving down a major highway and you hear an explosion. You just had a high-speed blowout. Your nerves are shot and you try to remember what kind of tire protection you have. When you have an RV tire blowout or a flat, many tire and wheel programs deal with it through reimbursement. The RVer has to source the appropriate tire, find a tow truck to take them to the shop, or find someone who can change the tire on the side of the road, and then pay for all of these services up front in hopes of a timely reimbursement without hassle. CoachNet's Hazard Protect is a sign-and-drive coverage. If you experience a blowout on your RV due to a road hazard, you only need to call CoachNet and then sign for services rendered. 
CoachNet takes care of the rest. That's what CoachNet and their vision of carefree RVing is all about. Simplicity for the customer in an extremely stressful situation. CoachNet Hazard Protect is the RVer's best option to handle an RV tire blowout. Hazard Protect can be purchased through a CoachNet participating dealership, or you can request a quote at cn.rvmiles.com. That's cn for CoachNet, cn.rvmiles.com. It is now time to check the level of our tanks. Abby, what is in your black tank? My black tank is a black tank of epic proportions. So the U.S. National Forest Service for the Boise National Forest put a picture out on May 4th of one of the porta potty or their bathrooms. A pit toilet. Pit toilet. Thank you. I... What I don't looks you, like a, one of the nicer pit toilets it was. I do attempt to avoid them, so their name is often not <laughs> the tip of my tongue. They put this out, and this is what they wrote. I'm just going to read this. This is the very disturbing situation that is occurring at many Forest Service campsites. Please, all caps, pack out your trash. This photo was taken at Kirkham Hot Springs in April 2021 within the Boise National Forest. Inside this pit toilet is such an amount of trash, unlike anything I have ever seen. Not inside the toilet itself, but in the bathroom. No. It's all over the floor and everything. Yes, but if you look at this picture, and it's disturbing (laughs) to look at this picture, there is stuff hanging. Yes. On the lid of the toilet. Yes, that too. Into the pit. There are bags of trash, beer cans, food. It is disgusting. It is disgusting what we are doing to our public lands. And I 100% totally support that if we can't get our you-know-what together, the shut them down. Shut them down. Do not let people camp here because this is filthy. And no human being who nobody makes enough money to have to go clean this up. You know, because there is no one who wants to go clean this up. But somebody's going to have to. We've talked a lot in in recent uh, me in recent months about uh, how RVers are tending to get some of the blame for this type of stuff. And, and some of it is certainly the fault of RVers. But in general, I think everybody that we've talked to um, that is an RVer, there's been a lot of conversation about let's just all start bringing garbage bags where we go and, and, and really try to pack out as much trash as possible and keep places cleaner than than we find them. Jason, I don't know if I could go in. Not that I would go in and pick that up. I mean, this is a situation where you need a full on like hazmat suit. I mean, we will, if you want to look at this picture and see why my, you know, face is getting red and my blood pressure is rising, we'll link to it in the show notes at rvmiles.com slash 195. But this is a level of disgust unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah. It's yeah. awful. Uh, all right. What's your, f- and this is the beginning of the season. I, yeah. That's, that's the this big is, concern. This is April yeah. in Idaho. Yeah. Uh, well, what is in your, <laughs> let's move on to something nicer. What's in your fresh tank? So my fresh tank is a complete and total opposite. So yesterday I had to go into town to do some laundry and we hadn't done, you know, laundry in about two weeks. So I had to go find a laundromat and I'm in there washing my family's dirties. And the woman that works there walks up to me, 
hands me a single rose and says, happy Mother's Day to you. And How I just... dare she? I, she beat you all to it. I, but here's why it gets my fresh tank. First off, that's a level of, I think, contact with someone that I haven't had since pre-COVID in the sense of, you know, someone just a kind to kind gesture like that. Not that there haven't been those out there in the world, but I mean, just it's, it's mother's day and you know, a laundromat happens to have just a stack of roses that they're going to give out. I mean, cause they just expect all the moms are going to be there doing the laundry, but also just to be there washing my family's dirty underwear and like have someone hand me a rose. I felt so seen. I felt so seen as a parent as, because what I was doing was so not fancy or glamorous. We weren't on a jazz brunch crew for Mom's Day, you know. We weren't doing anything that was, you know, Mom's Day brunch, you know, unending mimosas. Not that I'm trying to drop hints or anything. <laughs> it wasn't Mother's Day yet, was it? <laughs> but I'm just saying that there wasn't any reason in this just everyday, ordinary activity for someone to come up and do that. And another thing I want to say about this laundromat, and the name of it is escaping me. They had um, on the counter when you come in all sorts of non-perishable foods with a sign that said, if you are in need, please take. Wow, that's nice. Community takes care of community. And I just wanted... I. I so badly, I actually, while my stuff was washing, went over to the grocery store next to there and bought some things because I just, I wanted to add it to that collection because I thought, again, this is another one of those environments where, you know, you're just doing your everyday thing and the everyday thing is hard. And then to go in and be like, you know what, we're a community, we're going to take care of you. Do you need just a few basics? No shame in that game. Take them. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So, you know, that was a, a just a fresh tank all the way for this laundromat, whose name I will put in the show notes. I feel bad I don't remember it. <laughs> they were just taking care of their community. All right, Jay, what's in your black tank this week? Uh, well, we've been following this situation uh, at General RV, uh, which is a chain of about 12 family-owned dealerships, somewhere around a dozen, I'm not quite sure how many, in, in, in several states. And they've had a situation, uh, I shared this on our news video a couple weeks ago, in, uh, in, in their store outside of Salt Lake City, where there were some inconsistencies on the customer's contract that led to it. In short, a giant balloon payment of over $60,000 at the end of her loan term. And she wasn't expecting that. And, um, you know, there are lots of different ways to explain that, that the customer might have been confused. Lots of different reasons it could be. And there were some, there were some things typed over and changed in the paperwork. And so now three other customers have come forward with the same exact thing, the same typos and stuff. And um, so I did a detailed video about this uh, on the YouTube channel, which you can check out. So I'm not going to get too much into detail about that, but I, this is my black tank because I, because there are some really, really good dealers out there and it's stuff like this that, that just gives dealers in general a bad name. And you, 
you do have to be super careful whenever you buy an RV. Uh, it could be the second biggest purchase you're making in your lifetime next to a home. Or if you never buy a home, it might be the, you know, if it is your home, it might be the largest, right? So I, it's something, it's, it's, it's something you have to be very, very careful about going through that process. It's hard enough already just to find the right rig. And then you got to worry about, do you trust that dealership or not? And, you know, so you, there are you know, lots of ways that you can solve that problem. You can get your own financing and bring that in, um, is probably the most ideal way but um but it's just my black tank because i just feel bad that it tarnishes all dealers mm -hmm. instead of just this one it might not even be a general rv problem it might have just been one person at this one dealership that's tarnishing a a family-owned company i don't know you know i don't know if this is a policy company-wide if this is uh, an issue that they deal with at all their locations but it might not be, and I, it's it's just a really unfortunate thing. Well, I think you hit on two points there. I think there's two points that you hit on in the video you did. One, right now it's just isolated to the Salt Lake City area. So you can't know if it's a bigger, you know, issue within General RV. I think time will tell. You know, once these stories start gaining the momentum, then you're really going to learn whether or not we've got a system-wide issue or we've got an isolated incident. I think the other thing that is hurting General RV as a whole right now is the unfortunate statement that came out. Oh, their statement was so bad. It was really bad. <laughs> and I think that it was not vetted as well as it should have been. And it was a knee-jerk reaction to the Fox affiliate really hounding them for some kind of a statement. It was a legal statement. It was like, this is what yes. lawyers say to stop lawsuits. It yeah. was not a public, uh, yeah. uh, you know, a, an apology type statement at all whatsoever. It was like, we didn't do anything wrong. There was nothing wrong with our paperwork. Everything was right about it. Right. We're, you it. know, we can do this under <laughs> Utah codes and Utah laws and all of that. We can, we're allowed to do this. And I think that that, I think that hurts them because what it does is it pulls sort of this, um, it, it breaks this human to human contact that you have when you go in to make that kind of a purchase. You know, the idea that you want that dealership and that dealer to actually care about you and your money and the respect that comes from that. And that statement really just trashed that. I, that final line, like, if they want something different, they can call us. No, actually, you need to call them. You know, and I, I think that that is where a lot of people are having a hard time right now with the story. There are a lot of ways these loans are going to play themselves out into how all of this happened. And, and time is going to tell again what really happened there when they signed. But the the reaction right now from General RV feels very, very just icky. The weird worst part about it was they said those customers, the contracts they're showing are carbon copies. Those don't count. We have the originals and that what counts. And that's what counts. And that, that is mm -hmm. not true at all. You're, you have a version of your contract for a reason. It is your copy of a contract. Anytime somebody signs a contract... Each party gets a copy of it, right? Well, this is it's it's every bit as legally binding as their copy. Yeah, I mean, I guess next time I'm going to say I'm going to take the original, <laughs> and I'm going to leave you guys well, you with the a yeah. Copy. You can have the carbon copy. I'm going to go ahead and take the original. 
because uh, I don't trust that you're going to honor the carbon copy. So check that video out. I, I think it's worthwhile for anybody that has an RV loan or is interested in getting an RV loan. Yeah, and I hope this shakes out well for everybody involved, including General RV and the people who are dealing with these balloon payments that they, these balloon loans they didn't believe to have. I, I do truly hope that this works out to be one of those stories where not it's just not the hammer doesn't come down it sounds like the lenders are are uh taking some responsibility and working with these folks so that's a good thing yeah i hope it has a good outcome all right what is in your fresh tank well not only did rose lady beat me to the punch but you then beat me to the punch with (laughs) with your fresh tank but my fresh tank is you oh happy mother's day (laughs) Oh my God! You have, you know, you you uh, lead this family, <laughs> and you make such a huge difference in all of our lives every day. And uh, and I wouldn't be doing with this with anyone else. Stop it! You are making me cry. Stop! <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, Jason, I don't know what to say. That's so sweet. <laughs> Well, it's just Mother's Day. The, the least I can do is say have a happy one. But I so, love you, and <laughs> and I really mean it. I love you, too, and I wouldn't want to be on this journey with anybody else. Does this mean that this is my Mother's Day? This is, <laughs> this is, your, this is your gift. Because <laughs> I told you, I, I genuinely don't want us to, like do anything big tomorrow you know, I, i've put that no, out that's there that's not what that's not what you want you don't want us to spend money well yeah big <laughs> means money and i you know i think that they're i don't know i, I uh, we will not be doing anything that makes you feel financially uncomfortable okay there is a 30 dollar limit <laughs> you're gonna drop me off at starbucks <laughs> we are and i'm gonna walk over to parts we will Noble. have some food at some point okay we're driving through to get it (laughs) and can i use a coupon (laughs) well that's very sweet hun thank you so much i thank you for now i have dissolved into tears on the video version of this podcast (laughs) can i get you out of this with a brain can you please get me out of this yes oh all right i have one you have one if you remove the first letter a bit remains if you remove the second it still remains after much trying you might be able to remove the third one also but it remains it dies hard Ooh, i picked this one out (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know the answer it's no battle star (laughs) commander space cadet junior all right we'll have the answer to that and a whole lot more on next week's episode of the rv miles podcast yes we will and as we ask every single week if you are enjoying rv miles would you please do us a huge favor head over to apple podcast and leave us a five-star review your five-star review continues to help put rv miles in front of a whole new group of listeners so thank you so much to those of you who have done so already if you are listening to the rv miles podcast and you have not come over to to YouTube yet, would you consider going over and subscribing to the RV Miles YouTube channel? We have a really ambitious goal of trying to hit 100,000 subscribers by the end of the year. We cannot do it without you. 
RV Miles is all across social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And of course, if you want to connect with Jason and I, you can find us in the RV Miles Facebook group. We always welcome your questions, suggestions, and thoughts on future and past topics on the RV Miles podcast. Until next week, stay safe, stay well, and keep logging those RV miles. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Bye.